Pedro always threatening to just injure people all the time? Yeah, or has that been of recent years? That's been more recent. Okay, that's fair. I, I don't, I've come to <laughs> allow I mean, my... That curtain, that curtain did have some... Eat violent. Eat Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I've got my blooper already. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we will be recapping the events of the Elite North Region Round Tournament that took place this past weekend. Here to help me do that is Paige Peterson, Mark Trapetti, and last but not least, Rebecca Chappell. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me and lending me your time to help recap what took place last weekend. Um, with it hopefully still being fresh in our minds, let's just dive right in, starting with Paige. Um, even though you're no stranger to this podcast, why don't you uh, go ahead and give us your full name and the team you played for and role, if applicable, for uh, round one. Start there. Uh, my full name is Paige Peterson. Uh, played on Rogue for Open and Pinch, and I was just a ref in addition to that. Awesome. Uh, how about you, Mark? Why don't you go next? Mark Trapetti. I'm the captain of Grand Rapids Kraken, uh, both Pinch and Open rounds. I refereed the Pinch division, as well as did a little help recording uh, scores at the tournament, as well as uh, assisted live streaming the open finals. Awesome. And how about you, Rebecca? Uh, my name is Rebecca Shackle, and I played for Final Justice for both open and pinch. And then besides playing for them, I also repped open. Awesome. So uh, when I was submitting the questions earlier, I, I just assumed that there was going to be a, a co-ed division and a women's, and, and Paige um, kind of corrected me on that. Can you guys kind of explain, starting with you, Paige, what, or maybe you can take that one, just what, what's the deal with... Um, no co-ed or women's for the North. I think we just have so many, so many guys, so many male teams that it's hard to, it's just hard to start a co-ed division when there are so many people used to open and pinch. And I mean, what are you going to add? We don't have enough women for a women's division and we're not going to add a third division, you know, to make three full ones. So really the option is if you're, if you're a girl, you either play open and pinch or you don't. And I don't know if you have anything to add, Bex, but... Um, I mean, yeah, coming off of that, uh, specifically, especially the North region, um, playing with the NCDA as well at the same time, the number of girls in the North region, since it is so heavily pinch-involved, is very low because a lot of girls see that as intimidating, that you, they feel like you almost have to play pinch to be on a team around here that's not elite, so it's hard to kind of establish a woman's role in that without having a no-sting league start up right away with just having numbers gotcha does that impact um i want to say growth because obviously you have you're, you're pretty ncda heavy there but um do you think that has any like negative impact for for elite at least for the north with with uh women players um i mean personally no at least for the ones that do play i mean i'm pretty sure it's safe to say with you Paige, as well that we have a huge love for playing open and pinch so it's you know nothing big for us and we can get several other friends in, that incorporate in it. And for those women that are in the Michigan region, the NCDA, I mean, I have personally been talking to a few of them about it and it's interesting. It's just, I wouldn't say it's a negative impact on it considering like Paige said, the North region for pinch is so male heavy that it's very easy to funnel those Michigan players in. Gotcha. 
Cool. Well, also, um, just a good catch, Paige. It would have been really funny if I asked you, like, hey, how did women's go? But uh, obviously, you were able to catch that beforehand. But that's good to know. question, Steve. What's that? Say that again? It's just hard to answer that question. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you that anyway, <laughs> like I was saying. Um, so I guess aside from that, is there any other differences that the North has from the other re- um, other regions? Um, obviously, you guys are more pinch heavy. There isn't a women's or COA division. Uh, no sting either, right? Mm. Nope. No, no sting. Gotcha. Well, cool. So I think, uh, actually, were you going to say something, Mark? I was just going to say, it's like uh, the differentiator is definitely just the pinch division. I know the East is, I think they tried it once last year. They're going to have it in round two, but just the pinch division, having so many of our teams rooted coming from the college league, the NCDA, that for most of the teams, I think now pinch is what they started playing almost as opposed to open. Hmm. So I think the pinch is what really sets the North apart. Cool. So let's go ahead and just get into just um, round one and 8.5 division overall. How did that go for you, Paige? Uh, say open. Um, open was was interesting. We picked up a couple new players, so it was kind of integrating them into our style of play. Um, you know, always a little bit difficult at first, and round one is usually where we feel out all the rough spots and work things out. So overall, I, I'm actually not sure what we got. You guys know that right? I think we I think we tied for sixth in open, but I could be very wrong. And um, so we worked things out slowly towards the end of pool, and then uh, felt better in the tournament. But pinch was pretty good. And uh, how about you, Rebecca? How did uh, round one go for you guys? Uh, round one, especially for us having a new group of guys that have never played a league together before, except for three of us. Um, I felt like it went really well. We're Our team is kind of the opposite of what Paige had just said, where we are very heavily pinch and we don't, we rarely play open. So getting our guys, you know, uh, to shake the rust off for open and try and get through that to get ready for pinch was definitely a challenge. I Overall, I mean, I was pretty happy with what we had seen, we definitely have some things we need to work on. But with having, like I said, three people who have never played Elite before come in and play that was good. I'm not sure what we finished in Open, but Pinch overall, I thought we had a really strong showing. Um, I know that when we first went into it, it was a three-way tie for first out of seating, and we ended up drawing and getting first place in seating from Round Robin for Pinch, and then fell into the loser's bracket from Kraken, and we just lost in uh, a heartbreaker to get fourth from Dynasty. But like I said, with us being new, it was it was a really good showing for us, and I think for round two, we'll definitely come with a lot more of an improvement and a tougher mental aspect behind it. For, for yeah, both good. open and, and pinch as well? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at the open bracket. Um, looks like you guys beat Corruption, lost to Boosh, and then, uh, let's see if I can find you guys. Um, I think it was a loss to Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. That. It looks like, yeah, they took two games afterwards. Um, even took out Paige's team, Rogue. So, gotcha. And you've, uh, so Final Justice, That's that team's been around for a while, hasn't it? Like, that does that sounds familiar for me. Yes, they, um, they've been around for a while. They were pretty much from the beginning of the North. Right, Mark? I don't know if you would remember that. Yeah, I think back. 
all the way into um, 2015, they were a consistent team. Yep. Um, uh, but then we just had, you know, our guys got older, started getting jobs, started moving, and the team kind of fell apart for a little bit. Uh, but once we picked up these new guys, we definitely are ready to come back into things and get things started up again. Nice. Kind of take up the reins, so to speak. Oh, yeah. We still have two of the original Final Justice members, which is Kevin Wynn and Andre Hamilton. Um, nice. But the rest of us are definitely not a part of the original squad. It's kind of cool that you're still taking up the mantle and carrying the torch, so to speak. So it's like the team's going to live on even if uh, people move on with their lives. So that's always cool oh, to yeah. see. Very cool. And how about you, Mark? How was, uh, how was round one for you in general? Uh, round one went pretty well for us. Uh, had to integrate a few new players, which uh, has kind of been a yearly tradition for our team. Kind of have guys come and go on the back end of our roster. But uh, we played really well in open, ended up with the two seed uh, coming out of pool play. Kind of had a tough draw with Dynasty, ended up with the seven seed, lost to them in the second round, and then won a, one more game and then ended up having to play Boosh in the loser's bracket and got knocked out there. So we would have liked to do better, but no no real shame in losing to teams like Dynasty and Boosh. Uh, pinch went well for us, got the fourth seed in uh, out of around Robin and then went straight through into the uh, winner's championship after a couple really tough games and then just happened to get swept by Notorious, one of the new squads, uh, two owed us in both rounds of the championship. Yeah, I wasn't, um, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know the North very well, but I was, I was, Notorious kind of struck me as, where did these guys come from? Um, it sounds like even they were kind of new to you as well. Can you give me some history on them or, or what their deal is? Uh, they're all former, actually most of them are current NCDA players. A couple of them are former uh both Wes Peters and Mike Riley played for us on Kraken last year and left to form this new team some of the guys came from the mountain men in the north region but uh all of their backgrounds started in pinch uh all of them incredible throwers most of them pretty good catchers too uh in the north it wasn't so much a surprise that they did well in pinch I think they even did pretty well in open too, which was a surprise to some people. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, from again my my limited perspective, I was expecting uh, Task Force to to be up there, um, and it looks like uh, Page's team knocked them out. Am I am I correct with that? Yeah, for Pinch, I believe you're talking. Yeah, about, yeah, right? for for Pinch, yeah. just before you guys uh, lost the dynasty. Um crazy yeah i mean it's it's always cool because like this happened with uh with west too where you know the you know you got doom and rise but then everything else is just brand new like there's there's teams that don't normally take third fourth and fifth and so it's good to see like new new teams are kind of taking the stage and and climbing their way up, up to the top uh, definitely kind of combats the uh, redundancy um kind of want to ask what aside from what you guys kind of listed what teams um the Phil really showed up last uh, this past weekend, and we'll start with you, Paige. Well, and we'll do Blitz open. Really showed up. Um, I, I mean, I, I, those were all the same players, I think, for the most part. But they, I mean, they just pulled out some of the most incredible matches that I've seen, and they they placed fourth, I think, in open. 
that was really good to see this, you know, an unexpected team take fourth. I liked, I liked watching that. And when, uh, I mean, even cracking and pinch, like you guys had a little bit of a lull last year, but it was fun watching you battle out, uh, battle it out. So I enjoyed that. Like you guys a lot. So, yeah, I would say, uh, if for specifically for open nemesis kind of, Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny Ramirez is still the captain, but they kind of put a ragtag group together from, uh, I don't know, maybe two of, two of the players played on that team last year. They kind of grabbed some new guys and I would say upset some teams in the uh, in the bracket play to finish tied for, what, eighth or something like that? No, uh, seventh. Tied for seventh. Benny... Uh... Benny, this is Benny Two Scoops Ramirez. Yes. Can, you, can one of you guys tell me what that's about? Why Why Two Scoops? Is it, and does he still go by that? Uh, I can't, I can't tell you. After. I just assumed it had something to do with the two chains reference, but uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Paige just laughs. <laughs> okay, I'll to, maybe I'll just ask him. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's because, like, that was his Facebook for a while. And then I, I just don't know. Like, he will always be bending two scoops mirrors to me. And I've always never really thought about questioning why until just now. So, I mean, if you ever get a chance to ask him, Benny's a really interesting dude with a lot of stories. So, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to tell you, I'm sure. The fact gotten, that I know him and one of our players got in a, a very extended Dragon Ball Z conversation. <laughs> mm. And all of his Dragon Ball Z attire. So he sounds like a, a little bit of a character. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Absolutely. Uh, before I we, we get to you, Rebecca, I want to ask real quick, Paige. You said that Blitz was kind of um, like they made a good showing, and you weren't really expecting them to do that. Can you kind of explain why? Are they brand new or? No, they're not new. Uh, what I meant was like they have a lot of the same players that they had last year, but they've never come out that strong right away in the first gotcha. round that I can recall. So, and, and you know, all those guys are super nice too. So it was it was really nice to see them play that well, you know. And uh, I mean, I guess dodgeball is just kind of one of those sports that you have to expect the unexpected. Like something's going to happen that's going to surprise you. And I think that was it for me this this weekend. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, so I think with them, swinging. they're one of those teams that when you look at them, they don't have like that one player you focus on. Mm-hmm. They just play incredibly well as a team, and any of their guys will catch you or hit you. Doesn't matter how it gets done, but the success they have as a team is is, is incredible. Their their cohesiveness. Nice. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that. if you're not focused on one person um, when you're looking at a team against you, that's always a that's definitely a strength that that shows that there's cohesion and and their discipline. I feel like that's kind of what happened with Gridlock. Like they, I mean, they're all great players, but you're not really exactly sure who to focus on entirely and it's at your own peril too and um i mean they did really well they, they took third and um it, i don't want to say it shocked a lot of people i don't make it sound bad but i mean they just did really well and that's kind of what Paige was saying where you kind of need to expect now at this level that anybody can can make give you a run for your money so very cool and uh, rebecca how about you what teams um kind of showed up from from your perspective that you noted um honestly it was also for me just nemesis and blitz i remember um playing nemesis and open and the first time we played them they 2-0'd us and we 
where like like how Paige had said with Blitz, it was the same thing with Nemesis. Obviously, they had had um, Benny and Tim, but um, a few of the other players, you know, weren't as well known as those two are in the dodgeball community. And we found ourselves focusing on them. And then the, the next thing we know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, all of these guys are pretty like strong forces to be reckoned with. And they worked pretty well together. And uh, we definitely took them and played them a lot differently um, the second time through and they still beat us the second time. And that kind of really opened our eyes to the fact that like, wow, you know, like this team is very put together. Um, and then the same thing with Blitz, like had, how Paige and Mark had said is you never really focused on one player. And I remember when we played them in, um, we played them last year, they seemed like a completely different team from what we had played and they seemed a lot more put together but it was still the same guys gotcha um so oh go ahead what's up Mark? if i could if i had one more uh notorious struggled a little bit in the elimination but they took uh the three seed going in out of round robin in the open division uh kind of another team that i guess speaking to the the depth that's developing in this in the north region after a couple of years because uh Task Force was the four seed. Dynasty was the seven seed. I think both of those were kind of surprising as well, even though those teams met their standard and played in the final. Both of them came in as lower seeds than we're used to seeing them. Gotcha. Um, so we kind of covered uh, just like, I want to say like big picture. Um, but if you guys can recall, so, and this is kind of where um, your memory would hopefully kick in because we wanted to get into around Robin just a little bit. Were there any other teams that, that gave you like just a huge challenge that you're like, oh man, I gotta look out for them in the bracket play? And we can start with Paige for that question. Uh, I think two teams that are always really solid are Kaiju and Gamecocks. And that's for both open and pinch for the most part. They have a lot of really good players. And when they put everything together, they're on. Like it's it's very difficult to beat them when they're all on. Cool. Yeah, guy Kaiju Kaiju. Um Kaiju and Gamecocks. Um I know, known Gamecocks for a while. Kaiju, I think, is relatively new. Um, is that correct, Paige? Uh, no, they've been a, they've been around for a couple of years. I don't know if they've, I mean, as other teams, but those players have all been around for the most part. Gotcha. It's like Devin uh, McManus and Brian Lyford, Eddie Gary. Gotcha. Begum. Begum. Yeah. I mean, these are all pretty veteran players and um and they have they have a lot of talent on that team very cool uh how about you mark uh what, what teams kind of just gave you a huge um maybe not a challenge but you just had to look out for um coming out of round robin uh oh always our matchups when we have to play corruption and uh i know people are aware of them now with with the success they've had at nationals the last couple of years but just a team like them that catches as much as they do just from they could give anyone fits and they beat us 2-0 in round robin just easy one one time it's i hate i hate matching up against those guys do they uh do they know you guys really well or is it kind of like you said they're just really good at catching i I think they probably know us really well too uh it goes back even into college when the most of those guys played at depaul and our team's all uh, from Grand Valley State University. So we've been playing against those guys for uh, six, seven years now. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of have like a little bit of a, a college rivalry that kind of bleeds into elite now. Absolutely. That's awesome. 
that's a new uh, that's a new thing. Um, cool. I, I kind of have a question about rivals, but I'll, I'll save that for um, after I hear Rebecca. So, how about your um, for for you, Rebecca? What what teams kind of gave you guys um, a challenge during round robin? Um, I would definitely say you know shout out to Mark and Crack and Crack and definitely gave us one of the toughest uh, series of matches. And we knew that going into it, you know, and we were like, hey, if we win this match, we've got Kraken or Boosh, and that was who we were looking for. Those two are obviously very strong teams. So the when we found out we were facing Kraken, that was definitely our biggest match, I feel like, of the tournament for us. And we knew that going in because, you know, with Kevin and Andre and everybody having played these guys before, um, we knew how you guys played and how hard they play and how hard they throw, how good of well-rounded players all of them are. And so it was really a challenge for us to try and play around them and figure out ways to get past them or get the out or anything like that. And then um, going off of who Paige had said as well with Gamecocks, that was another thing for us. You know, those guys are all very well-rounded players. You've got, you know, people that are really strong catchers like Lesky, and then you've got Felix Perone throwing ridiculous, and it's it's definitely stuff you have to figure out how to work around. And for us, that was, those were two of our biggest matchups and our biggest teams that we had to keep an eye on. Nice. So, uh, so Markel Stokes asked, um, what are the heated rivals for the North? And I'm not sure like who might be best to answer this one. Um, but Paige, Mark, Rebecca, any of you guys know, like, cause I keep, for, for example, for the West, you've got doom and rise obviously is, is one. Um, who would you say would, would that be for, for the North region? I think from this tournament in particular, the the funniest and the, probably the most like, for lack of a better word, junk talking teams were uh, Notorious and Dynasty, and they were on the court, you know, just making jabs at each other. And I mean, it was hilarious because like everybody in the North kind of knows each other. Everybody gives each other a hard time, and we all like each other, and we all leave afterwards and you know go hang out together. So. It's all in good fun. I don't think it's quite the same as the West Coast or the East Coast, for that matter. But, I mean, we have... Every, everyone's a rival to an extent. There are players who rival each other, and it makes it, it makes it more interesting. It makes it more fun to play. That We're all kind of friends. We all come from almost an NCDA background, and everybody's cool with the jabs that we, you know, throw at each other. Gotcha. How about you, Mark? Do you have any input on that? your perspective okay, do you want to go I, i've got a lot that i could talk about so i would say you know uh kraken and dynasty obviously have a good matchup i see you guys always having really good games against each other whenever i do watch them and they're always very competitive and then i would say um like pages up from this tournament watching notorious and dynasty since a lot of those guys played against each other in ncda and now elite um that college rivalry did carry over and those guys just started going after each other. But um, those, I would definitely say are two of our biggest matchups for the North right now and our rivals for that. Um, yeah, definitely Kraken and Dynasty and then Dynasty and Notorious. I still can't, I can't get over that. I, I still think that's like the coolest thing to have a, a college rivalry turn into a, I don't say professional level, but elite. That's just, um, it's a whole new dimension of, of rivalry because, uh, Without going into segue, you know, you've got the Arizona teams that obviously rival against each other because we're always playing against each other in recreational and, and open gyms here. But just to have what Mark was saying, where you've got seven years of playing against the same teams from college and now you've got the, you're facing them off against Elite, 
I think that's really exciting. I really hope that that becomes like the norm, um, you know, five or six years from now, once uh, once NCA spreads, spreads more throughout the, the West and other regions. But uh, why don't you go ahead, Mark, and, and kind of break down what, what you were going to say about the rivals. Yeah, uh, to start kind of where Becca left off, uh, Kraken versus Dynasty, we're all former teammates of each other at Grand Valley. Even uh, when we were Bear Jordan, when Elite first started up in the north, half of Bear Jordan left and started Dynasty, half of us rebranded as Kraken. So uh, that's a big one for us. Uh, another one involving Dynasty is Task Force versus Dynasty because they're always seemingly facing off against each other in the finals. Uh, just a, a competition-based rivalry there. Uh, and then to talk about Dynasty one more, probably the most entertaining rivalry due to social media with Dynasty and Gamecocks. If you haven't seen the social media posts that go back between those two teams, uh, you guys really need to check out both their uh, their Instagrams and their Facebook pages because that's, awesome. that, that's just some of the most entertaining that uh, I've seen out there. I uh, so when I was talking to both Kevin and and Felix, he, they mentioned something about that. Um, I definitely need to check it out now because they were saying like his, their social media game was super strong and they're constantly like taking jabs at each other. So I have to check that out and, and see what see what that's like. Um, were there any other teams that that kind of stood out as rivalries or um, that you want to? Those are like the matches that you have to see from a from an outsider outsider's perspective. Uh, I would include Kraken and Boosh. Just we always seem to be matched up on the same side of a bracket as each other, and uh, for a while, pretty even split. I think early on we started out getting the best of them, and of recently they've really bested us. And it's it's absolutely a friendly rivalry, but uh, those games get pretty intense, very high quality. Uh, I love playing against those guys. Nice. I was uh, I was looking on Facebook and just kind of trying to see if I can get like a pulse on, on what happened, and I came across uh, this post here. It says, after a rough round robin, defending series champions Grand Rapids Dynasty were able to fight back and claim the top spot in North Round One and open 8.5 once again. Congrats to their rival Chicago Task Force for taking second, and TC Bush for taking third. So um, it's pretty fair to say that Dynasty and, and Task Force are are rivals in 8.5. Would that be the same for Pinch as well, or, or does that kind of change the rivalry situation? I think I think it's still the competitive rivalries there, because when you play a team that often, I'm sure they want to best them. Right. Of the recent rounds, Task Force has dropped off a little bit in Pinch, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you get more NCDA teams starting, and immediately they're good at Pinch and they can go further in that bracket. So I think there's been more more pinch teams pop up that have kind of like, I would say the Dynasty Task Force rivalry is much more for the the open division than the pinch division at this point. Cool, so that gives you a pretty good idea of the overall scene and setup for, for North. Um, how about we get into like specific highlight plays? Um, Earlier, Rebecca, you'd mentioned like the first double catch of the North happened. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Walk me through that. Um, so it was with Notorious, and I forget the second team. Um, Wes Peters was standing on the back line, and um, they had only had one ball left. So the other team set up a team throw on Wes. It happened. Um, 
both throws were a little delayed behind each other. So Wes caught the one and the other one immediately stuck in his arm right next to it. Um, and it just, it switched everything because they were actually down players four to five right there. So that brought in their full team. Um, but it was definitely, it was definitely really cool to see. Uh, I know Wes is obviously a good catcher. So by the time the team throw happened, I had already expected Wes to come up probably with some, at least one of the catches. And then as soon as I looked and I was like, oh wait, there's a second ball stuck in there. I was like, wow, that was, that was actually really cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. Awesome. And uh, Mark, you had mentioned something like a throat catch. You saw. Yeah, that was in the uh, in the elimination bracket. That was in the Boosh Task Force game. Uh, Zaren Stone caught a ball like right on his chin, right in his throat uh, against Boosh. I can't recall who, who uh, threw the ball. However, just the point in the game where that happened, and the the fact that it, a, a matchup between Boosh and Task Force, a, a play like that to help Task Force advance. To the next round, stay in the winner's bracket. It was uh, an incredible catch. Now, did, were, were hands involved, or was it just like a straight-up throat-chin catch? H- hands were involved. However, the force of the ball definitely <laughs> went to the uh, throat area first. Wow, that's kind of cool. Uh, did, he, did he react at all, like, or did you just take it like a champ? Like, oh, I, I caught that, but my neck stings now. Or I've never really had a bald in the neck before, just point blank i was standing behind him so i didn't see the the facial expressions that might have <laughs> went with it but uh zarin kind of just stuck it and took the ball and went right back up to the attack line crazy how about you Paige? uh did you catch anything um exciting or interesting that happened during um open or 8.5 yeah, a couple of catches i think is this only for open that we're talking about yeah we're just gonna oh. just cover 8.5 can i start off pinch uh yeah we can do that because right, I was preparing for pinch. I'm sorry. I got one more for open. If we yeah, what you got, Mark? Uh, it was the elimination game between Dynasty and Kraken, and uh, Kyle O'Brien got hit in the ankle foot area. Ball took like a quick ricochet towards the back, and uh, Kevin Bailey made just a like a arms extended catch that normally you don't see somebody go for because with the deflection rule, possibly lose two people. However, Kevin made that catch, and at that point in the game, I think we had a one-player advantage. We lost a player right after they hit one of us, and we had we were up at one uh, zero at that point. They took that point after that play, and then uh, took the third point as well. So that not only the level of dif- difficulty on that, but the momentum swing that that caused as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I imagine that was like a all the I don't want to say all the calculations. But just the, the decision and commitment to make that catch on Kevin Bailey's part was pretty awesome. Great situational awareness. And then the fact that it swung the momentum of the game probably made it even that much more of a payoff. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't think you see that too often. You know, usually when somebody gets hit, it's like, sorry, dude, you're done. Um, how about uh, how about you, Paige? You said you're gonna, you had some ideas for, for pinch, though, or some players. Yeah, that I mean, you saw. there were a couple that stood out to me. I mean, one of them, I'm going to talk my team up a little bit. Tyler had a really amazing catch against Boosh. So um, it was Marcus versus, I think, four of the Boosh players. And he got a catch on someone, brought Tyler in. And Tyler goes up to the line, you know, gets one player out, gets Cody out, and then Eric Stone is right on top of him at the attack line and throws hard. He, does, he, he doesn't let up on it. And Tyler makes a point-blank catch on Eric Stone. 
and then he gets up and, and gets their last guy out. This is all within like 45 seconds. So I think that was probably the highlight like of our of our team was Tyler taking out you know a bunch of players on on Boosh, which is a hard team to beat in in the first place in 45 seconds. So I mean that that love I loved that. Um, and aside from a- that, I'm sorry Trapetti, but in the finals you light so many people up that I love seeing you get caught. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> but I hate you at the same time. So uh, when you threw it west when he was on his knees and he just point blank caught you. I actually really loved that. And I'm sorry that I'm telling you this. It's, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I put a pull extra mustard on that one, but uh, when you hit somebody in the chest, I've yet to throw a ball through a body. I'm going to keep trying. But, uh, <laughs> sometimes guess- it makes for uh, ending up on the wrong end of a highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what else can you do at that point? I guess, uh, next options to throw through that person hopefully that never happens but um yeah and this is pinch right you guys are throwing point blank at each other full pinch not holding back oh yeah oh yeah 20 25 feet away which is five feet shorter than the throw line we use in college so yep it's uh it's a little intimidating when you're when you're not the one holding holding the dodgeballs yeah i can imagine um, I will say going off of that, um, Tyler's play sequence with Boosh, I remember our team was watching that on the side because we were on a break. And the second that Tyler had that point blank catch and then turned around and hit, I forget who it was that was left, hit him for the out. I just remember the next thing I know, I'm standing up with my like jaw dropped and the rest of my team is standing up next to me. And we're like, what just, did that just happen? You know, like when you see a point blank pinch catch like that, it's like, wow. Like, yeah you know like you pretty much are reacting by the time their arms not even like fully up and it's it's incredible to see people stick those catches yeah it's always yeah i i think i'd rather see that than the guy just get blasted point blank it's like it's such a i won't say it's an easy thing like you expect that person to get just lit up but every time they catch it doesn't matter who it is or what the result was it's just you're just like holy crap that was amazing it's always cool to see um, actually, that, so that could uh, lead to like a, the, another question for Rebecca. What, uh, as far as pinch goes, um, any highlight plays or, or anything that you saw? I can kind of just transition to you then. Um, uh, aside from that, I one play. will say when we were playing, I'm pretty sure it was Nemesis, our rookie, uh, Peyton, it got down to a 1v1 situation. The kid uh, had two balls. One had rolled out of bounds, and he threw the one thinking that I think he thought he had the burden or something like that. Uh, went to run back to the line, and Peyton just full charged him. Kid ducked down in, and I hate to say it, whoever it was, I'm so sorry, but that kid just unloaded a throw on him right to his face. And it was probably one of the hardest throws I'd seen of the day. <laughs> I hate to say it, but oh, my God. Our, everybody on the sideline just kind of stepped to make sure he was okay. <laughs> Um, other than that, we, I mean, there were a couple really sick catches we saw, you know, going off of Tyler's that he had. And then there was another point blank one right after that. Um, they were just, there were a lot of really good plays around one, especially with these people, with us, you know, not playing elite since last August, there was a lot of good plays that had happened. Awesome. Rebecca, do you, do you want to cover that, uh, one-on-one? In the uh, Kraken, with us and Kraken? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so down in pinch eliminations we ended up um going on to face kraken 
And that was the third point, right, Mark? That was for a decision. Yeah, 1-1 one, one, and 1 versus 1 on the court in the third point. Yep, uh, it was Paul Hiltbrand versus one of our rookies as well, Dan Kubana Oforidankwa. And Kubana, like I just said, had ne- he's never played elite before. Um, he started learning elite rules a couple months ago, and it was probably a seven-minute point back and forth, a bunch of throws, um, all really well-placed, you know, to the point that you couldn't just drop and make that catch on it. And finally, at one point, Dan throws right at the top of, top left of Paul's shoulder, and Paul just sticks that catch right off his shoulder. and. Nice. for the win and it was I mean I hate to you know obviously have us on the losing end but that was a great catch by Paul that was such a stressful point to watch I went oh, yeah. over <laughs> the bleachers and put my head down and was listening I couldn't watch as five six minutes passed it was mm-hmm. just <laughs> five six the worst thing was with that we had to go on and face Gamecocks right after that and we got into another 1v1 with one of our rookies for uh, the win for us. He pulled out the win in that one, but that was another probably like five-minute point back and forth. And finally, at the end of it, um, he pulled out the hit on Ryan Men for the win. The guy that did that for us was uh, Dennis Sullivan. Nice. So were you guys just like completely just done with uh, being anxious and just the heart rate just shooting up back and <laughs> we forth? Were, we, were, we were done at that point. We we'd had too much stress in that past like 20 minutes. So we just... <laughs> We wanted to just sit down and take a breather, but there was no way. It was it was so stressful. Let's say the the elite tournaments take enough of a physical toll on you, so to mm-hmm. to so add the the mental distress of of watching a teammate that you can't assist anymore. Uh, they just they're I didn't on their need own. Any more of that. <laughs> they're on their own. You're like thoughts and prayers, man. Um, but you're giving me a heart attack every every exchange. Um, how about you, Mark? Did we did we cover any of the plays that you might have noticed already for both uh, pinch and open? Uh, I listed some of the open ones. Uh, pinch was kind of just a blur to me. There was so many catches. Like Paige covered the one West made. Mike Riley made another one on me. That the Just the pinch style, it can it can drag on at times, but when you get good action in it, there it's... You're, you're throwing these balls at such a high velocity from such a short range that amazing things happen all the time. Uh, list some of the guys that people may have heard of like when they did that bracket. Just like some of the catches Derek Johnson from Boosh makes, Jalen Gardner, Trevor Nordbrook from uh, Dynasty. Just like the skill that some of these catchers have in the entire league, not just the North, to, to stick some of these balls from short distances. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's uh, I want to say it's like it's no, no small feat, but it's still common, right? Like that's just again, that's the level of competition and um, where everybody is at this point, where they're snagging these balls out of out of the air and they're able to to take point blank shots. But every one of those remarkable, but it's just kind of like par for the course now with you guys with in, in the north. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, every every team's got got one or two guys now that you just want to avoid at all costs when you're a thrower nice that's pretty cool considering uh coming from from pinch throwers um that's awesome cool so let's go ahead and, and get into um the players now um mark we can start go and start with you any awesome just players uh people that you wanted to kind of make note of um from this past weekend oh uh, yeah i got a couple guys i could list i'll start off with uh Colin O'Brien from Grand Rapids Dynasty. 
I think he did a great job uh, shouldering the load for that team when some of their uh, more notable guys you think of when you think of Dynasty kind of struggled early on. Uh, Collins' ability to just place his throws anywhere he wants uh, helped carry them uh, through the early part of elimination play after they struggled a little bit in uh, the round robin. The uh, next player I want to cover from corruption would be Alex Watkins. Uh, catches everything. Uh, you better try to hit him in the foot if you don't want to get caught. But not only with his catching that people know about, uh, I think he really took a step up throwing-wise for them, too, in this tournament. Uh, the games I watched had a couple great kills. And then uh, the third player I would want to highlight would be uh, Jeremy Jeremy Meadows from Boosh. Nice. Uh, I think their strategy changed a little bit from last year. And uh, people are used to seeing Eric Stone and Cody Foley really carry them offensively. And Jeremy was just lights out in every game he played. Uh, he's obviously he's no stranger to the dodgeball community, but he was incredibly efficient today or yesterday. Nice. So his, his role, I guess, or presence was, was different. You can see yeah. That. They, I think they just leaned on him a little bit more and uh, it certainly paid off for him. Nice. Very cool. And uh, how about you, Rebecca? Uh, first player I would definitely want to highlight is Felix Perone from uh, Gamecocks. Uh, I remember the first match we played against them for pinch. He just, like he just started throwing absolutely ridiculous throws and after we played them our one player comes up to me and he was like i i don't remember felix throwing that hard that was probably one of the hardest throws i've seen today and i i mean i couldn't agree like more with that felix has an absolute cannon and he was just catching like crazy as well um in his game versus task force he had caught glenn and then right after that a few minutes later um he caught Tim for the win, jumping midair catch right in the gut. Um, nice. Just it solidified it, and it was it was awesome to watch him play. He was definitely on yesterday. And then um, I was going to highlight um, two players from Notorious. Uh, one is new, uh, Nick Kazergian. He plays for Saginaw. I mean, he's it's no stranger for those of you that are like it have known the NCDA and the Michigan region. Nick is definitely one of the hardest throwers in the nation for it. Um, and I was definitely expecting him to come out and play well yesterday. He definitely impressed me for not playing elite before. And then also um, Austin Bricky, who also plays for Central coming out for Notorious. He definitely had a couple good plays, a couple good catches from what I had seen from them playing. And I'm excited to see those guys develop with Notorious. Awesome. And uh, how about you, Paige? Um, I also thought Felix was did a really, really good job yesterday, and he really keeps their left corner completely solid. It's hard to get around him. It's hard to get him out, and he gets you know a lot of people out and just, like you said, makes catches. Just a very, really solid, solid player. Um, for Notorious, I think Mike Riley, you know, he's, he's young. He's probably one of the most athletic human beings I've ever seen. He moves like you know, how, how you wouldn't expect. He jumps high, he gets low, he catches, he throws hard, and all while talking smack to the other team. So I think he's a really good player. And um, I think I think he's going to make a really big name for himself, you know, like you know, he already has, but 
he's going to do even better in the future. And uh, the player that I, th I think gets overlooked a lot, but does a lot of work for Dynasty is Austin Morley. That guy is hard to get out. He gets a lot of kills. He gets a lot of catches. And he's he's just, it's hard to hit him. And um, I mean, Dynasty obviously has a lot of good players, but I think he does a lot of the work just, you know, baiting throws, getting balls, getting out of the way, getting kills. I, I love watching him play. He's really good. I like him. I don't like playing against him. Yeah. When you're watching him from from outside it's you like him or or you know for when i'm i'm usually on the right side and he's usually throwing from the opposite corner so i always have an eye on him and i always try to get him out on the counter but just seems to not not ever happen gotcha he's just really quick so it's difficult if you would allow me to throw a uh, shameless self-team plug oh absolutely uh, we we showed up to this tournament with six guys and uh, our youngest player Brandon Meisel kind of helped carry us throughout the day with both yeah. his catching and his throwing. Uh, You're right. Just uh, want to make a note of that for his sake. He deserves all the credit in the world after his performance yesterday. Was it, yeah, was to build on that because I know you don't want to get you know, tell, you know self team talk too much, but yeah, Brandon is is an incredible player and he was he was last in a couple times. He's just. He makes good plays. Solid. I like the guy. W was this I a new guy? I the only one to selfless team plug, but I definitely want to say Peyton Schuster for us. That kid's arm is ridiculous, and the fact that he's only been playing dodgeball for a few months competitively, uh, I'm really excited to see what he does in a few years when he actually gets experience because that kid's already throwing ridiculously. Nice. And that was the new guy I think you had mentioned earlier. The, the younger yes. person that was like brand new only playing dodgeball for a couple months and just already yeah he's he's 18 and he's prodigy. only been playing since september oh man what a little rat i know right <laughs> he's gonna put a hole through somebody <laughs> if anybody is he what mark if, if anybody's gonna put a hole through somebody it <laughs> might be, be him yeah. yeah kids kids got an arm on him <laughs> if you're coming in at 18 and you're already making a strong showing just Imagine that kid. Give him five more years. He's gonna be a monster if he isn't already. I mean, he's already he's already over seventy with his pinch, and oh. his open was clocked at like sixty-seven, sixty-eight when he throws the whole when he throws hard. So it's holy crap. He gets a little more experience in him. It's gonna be good. So average at best, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes, man! It's gonna it's gonna be crazy. Um, these new kids coming in, giving mm -hmm. giving uh, catch them and. Uh, Pie and some of the older guys run for their money on other regions. That's gonna be awesome to see uh, during nationals. Hopefully, we see him out there. Um, I think we kind of covered what we could with players, teams, and uh, whatnot. Um, and if I recall correctly, um, Paige, Rebecca, you guys did not participate in showdown, correct? I did not. No. Gotcha. And obviously, they didn't really allow pinching in showdown. That was uh, no. that was Mark being funny for April Fools. I, I think. Mark. I mean. No, no. Uh, I, Ackham. I, I think he's on to something, though. I think if you allowed pinch registration for Showdown in the North, it it might get some more people to want to do it. Huh. You might kill people in pinch Showdown. <laughs> yeah. Like no. 
But I think that might be the time that you actually get to throw through somebody. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and and get into showdown. So, Mark, you said you did participate. How did you how did your round go? Uh, went very well for me. I uh, beat Jay Anderson from Blitz three zero, uh, setting me up to face Devin McManus from Kaiju in the next round. That'll be exciting. And uh, as far as like anybody else that that participated in showdown, um, did the matches kind of go as you would expect, or anybody kind of just um, like really stand out as a whole for uh, for showdown? Um, taking a look at the bracket here really quick. Uh, it was interesting to watch Jeremy Meadows do it. Now he he competed from the east a couple years ago and like represented them. But what was kind of funny about is one he moved on, but Two, he was kind of doing it with a, a groin pull. He was kind of like dragging his leg behind him as he was running for that middle ball. It was uh, both humorous to watch and then cool to still see him move on. Hmm. But yeah, uh, kind of some of the names you would expect out of the North are still there, both Glenn and Cody, who have represented and won showdown before, are both still in it. So as it goes on, you're definitely some interesting matchups coming up. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of expecting to hear uh, Cody and, and Glenn um, come out of my showdown for the next round. So it'll be, be interesting to see how how they how they fare and how it plays out. So let's go ahead and just get into like the closing remarks slash shoutouts. Um, we'll start with Paige. Is there anybody that you kind of wanted to give another mention to that you might have missed uh, during this recap, or anybody you wanted to shout out specifically? I mean, I always love when uh, when teams come from other regions and having. I mean, Tim Wells, Louie, and Spencer come out. That was really fun, and it, it you know introduces you to a different kind of style of play, which I really like. And I want to give a particular shout-out to those guys um, for Spencer Lopez because he has never played pinch before, and he played with Kraken. So that was, I mean, a, a fun thing for him. I remember we were throwing at the screen, and he was throwing directly into the ground or, like, 20 feet high, and... <laughs> Towards the end of the day, he started kind of, you know, zoning in on, you know, where you should hit, you know, regular human size. So really nice guy. And it takes a lot of guts to just kind of walk in, not knowing you're going to play pinch and then hop on a crack in of all teams. So I liked that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's talk about trial by fire, just immediately thrown, thrown into the fray there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess there's no better way to learn, really. I mean, just kind of learn from one of the best. And, I mean, it's, it's probably helped him out immensely as far yeah. as getting a taste of, of pinch uh, in the north. Um, how about you, Mark? Uh, yeah, as Paige has covered, the, the singular shout-out would be Spencer Lopez from the east. He plays on GOAT, but uh, came and played for Quantum and Open and wasn't registered to play pinch. We only brought six and had one of our guys roll an ankle. And we really needed to get through the day. So he never playing pinch before agreed to come play kind of trial by fire and did a great job for us, helped us advance. And and we might have not made it through the whole day if he didn't help. So a specific shout out to Spencer and then just kind of in general, like any, anybody who volunteered to ref, I mean, it, this new refing system made the tournament run a lot better and then just like a special shout out to Glenn and Tim and then anybody else who kind of like helped either of those guys out to like 
get the tournament to run as smoothly as it did. For sure. Uh, how about you, Rebecca? Um, I definitely want to shout out somebody that you guys might not have known that has never played pinch before, let alone uh, any type of 8.5 play is Damon Guai that went on with Blitz. He, um, I had met him at Collegiate Worlds back in October where we played uh, Foam. And I remember a couple of us being collegiate guys brought a couple 8.5 balls and he was like, yeah, I've never played before, you know, just throw at me. I want to see how hard it is. And so we were all taking turns throwing at him and flash forward to yesterday, I saw him in a blitz jersey and I was like, whoa, man, when did you start playing 8.5? He's like, I didn't. They just needed a player and I really want to, you know, get into a different style of dodgeball. And so shout out to him for coming out and deciding that one way to learn like Spencer did was, you know, just jump right on in and see how it goes. Um, I'm definitely excited to see him learn the game. And then I want to do a specific shout out. Um, one of the things that we had a lot of game honesty from, there was a segment with the Gamecocks where there was a really um, unknown call between the refs and they were kind of like arguing for it. You know, most teams sometimes will be like, oh, yeah, no, no, they were out or whatever. Their entire team was like, no, that was very clear. That did not hit him in the shoulder at all. Like nothing hit him. They made sure to like help the refs and be like, no, from our angle, even the guys that were sitting out on the side for them that weren't playing currently were like, they were very honest to the entire cool. point. And it was really awesome to see that. Um, but that team just kind of like let him stay in and actually was honest with the call. It was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's always, I know the refs are supposed to make the final call. They're supposed to do their job, but they're, I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are. You can't catch everything. And so you do need players to take their outs, but then also for the opposing team to kind of be like, no, that actually didn't hit you. You're good. Stay in and then mm -hmm. just earn it. So I love hearing about yeah, it's that. Always, it's always nice to see that. Um, but like, like you said with the refs, but it's, I mean, it's nice of them when the refs were discussing whether they, the one was like, no, I think that hurt them where their entire team jumped in and they were like, no, no, he was, that ball was way clear. Cause you don't, you don't always see that, you know? Yeah. And it was it was nice to have that happen, especially in an elimination game where it gets a little heated. I'll bet. Well, uh, real quick, unshout out to uh, to Tim Wells, because apparently he broke your finger, maybe? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it's all good with him. He apologized so much. Um, it was just a weird angle that that ball came in. Um, he's all good. I love Tim. I love his style of play. You know, he caught me reaching for one. He placed it really well, and it just happened to take my finger back. <laughs> I've had fun talking to Tim, so I feel like I can get away with that. But um, yeah, so you you almost broke your finger, or you're not sure right now? Yeah, not sure. We got to go. I'm going to go to the doctors at some point this week and find out. Yeah, hopefully soon. Um, it's not on throwing hand, though, so it's, we'll be all right. <laughs> so you're saying, like, cool, I can still play dodgeball. I can still throw. I'm good. Um, awesome. Cool. Well, I think that basically. Uh, captures all of it so thank you guys so much for being willing to uh spend some time and kind of talk dodgeball in the north with me um i really appreciate it being able to do this especially since i don't have um uh, much perspective on my own so definitely appreciate you guys uh thank you so much thanks for having us on yep yeah thank you yep. and we'll go ahead and uh we'll end it there Alrighty, so there you have the recap of the north region first round tournament Thank you guys so much for lending me your time and being willing to talk dodgeball within hours of the event. Um, definitely wanted to try to get this one as quickly as possible. So um, I know it's a quick turnaround, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, also, real quick shout out to uh, to Mark for um, streaming the the games that we saw yesterday. It's um, I'll keep saying this. It's, it's amazing to be able to tune in. 
uh, when you can and, and see who's playing and, and kind of just get a, a live uh, viewing of, of what's taking place. Um, and, and last but not least, um, that about wraps up the flurry of recaps. Uh, while it was never my intention to even do recaps, uh, especially in this manner, I just felt the need to give it a shot and, and see what happened. And based on your feedback, it doesn't seem to be too terrible of an idea. Moving forward, I'll do my best to recap some of the larger events, especially the elite ones, at least stay on top of those. Um, but with respect to what is realistic and not straying too far from the interview style, I'll do my best to balance it all out, but also try some new things as well. Still, your feedback is welcome, and I do take it to heart. So on that note, don't be stingy. I uh, hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you Friday with my next victim. Have a great uh, evening. Mm-hmm.